We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, Dr. Anthony Fauci finally admits it. He said it. He said it out loud and very clear for all of the world to hear. On an interview with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, he says it. He is a utopian socialist who advocates Marxist collectivism. I am Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Today, I want to talk about Dr. Anthony Fauci and his worldview. And I think what several of us have missed, we've been very hesitant to criticize the good doctor. Maybe you were hesitant to criticize him because Donald Trump used him as his point man his medical advisor in responding to the COVID pandemic. And therefore, if you're a conservative, if you're on that side of the political fence, you chose to trust the president's judgment. Now, if you're an anti-Trumper, if you're on the other side of the political fence, you may choose to fawn at the every word of Dr. Anthony Fauci because he obviously is a darling of the left, the darling of the Democrat Party. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, everybody else seems to be bowing in homage to his every word, his every directive with regard to masking and vaccinations and everything else. He is the high priest of scientism. In fact, I'm going to review my commentary on scientism very briefly as I set the stage for commenting on Dr. Fauci's recent words, where yes, as I said in the introduction, he's come right out and said it. He is a collectivist, he is a utopianist, and he is a socialist. And he basically just defined communism in his words and his admonition and his directive to the world, starting with the United States, because that's where he has most power and authority right now, concerning what our obligation is as human beings. What we're supposed to do with regard to individual rights versus the good of the whole, the good of society. So that's what I want to talk about today. Dr. Fauci's own words. I'm going to play a recording for you. You listen to them and then we will dissect them. We'll do this as soon as I get back after this break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back from The Rebellion. As I said before the break, I think a lot of us are conflicted on how to respond to the experts. Uh, expert opinion. We hear it all the time. The experts say this. The experts say that. You know, follow the science. Pay attention to the scientists. Dr. Fauci knows more than anyone in the whole wide world when it comes to the discussion of viruses, immunology, pandemics, epidemics, and what we should be doing in the face of all of this. It doesn't matter what other 
scientists have said. It doesn't matter what the research coming out of Cambridge and Oxford and the New England Journal of Medicine or Henry Ford Hospital. It doesn't matter what everyone else is saying in terms of the debate over things such as oh, prophylactic drugs such as uh, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or even um, other therapies, uh, monoclonal infusion, etc., etc. It doesn't matter about the discussion of natural immunity, a discussion that has been going on since the 1800s, I might add. It doesn't matter what Rand Paul, another medical doctor, says concerning any of these things. Dr. Fauci is the man who knows all. We've responded that way to this individual, and we're actually silencing anybody, silencing anybody, censoring anyone, canceling them, to use today's vernacular, if they dare challenge the wisdom of the grand and glorious Oz, the grand and glorious wizard of Oz, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, this past week, Fauci granted an interview to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is no surprise. The guy can't stay away from a microphone or a TV camera. Sidebar, why he hasn't recused himself from any conversation right now with regard to the pandemic and uh, what we should be doing about it to protect ourselves is beyond me. The only explanation is his arrogance, his quest for popularity and power his small man's disease, if you will, Napoleon complex, where he has to be the center of attention. Any, anybody in their right mind can see that he's compromised. Uh, at least 50% of the population doesn't believe what he says anymore because he has lied to us. He told us that masks were completely ineffective and don't go out and buy them. And then he turns around and tells us to wear two of them, three of them, because it's the only way we're going to save society and save, save humanity. That you're not a good human being. You're not a good person if you don't protect your, your neighbor by wearing a mask. And the explanation as to why he flip-flopped? Well, he admitted it. He said that he didn't tell us the truth at first because he didn't want to run on the market in terms of the purchasing of masks. So the guy has admitted to deceiving us. And he's been caught in flip-flops all along the way. He's been caught arguing arrogantly against other medical doctors. And the reason that people don't believe him is because this thing just doesn't feel right. If you really are a scientist, if you really want to follow the science, then you should be open to a good, robust debate. You shouldn't be trying to silence everybody who disagrees with you. All right, so why he hasn't recused himself is beyond me. I really think that's a, a topic that many people should be discussing right now. But I want to play for you a recording, his actual words in an interview with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation just this last week. Here you go. What people have to appreciate that indeed you do have personal liberties for yourself and you should be in control of that. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time 
when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. There's no doubt that that's the case. All right. Did you hear that? Did you hear what the man just said? Now, at first blush, some of you may say, well, what did he say that was wrong? Of course we need to care for our fellow man. Of course we should not be selfish. Uh, Piper, you're a Christian. Why are you disagreeing what he just said? Why are you disagreeing with the words of Anthony Fauci? Well, let me explain to you. I'm going to repeat part of what he just said to you. You have got to look at it and say you do have to give up your individual rights to making your own decisions for the greater good of society. You want to hear that again? You've got to look at it and say you do have to give up your individual rights. One more time, people. You've got to look at it. And say to yourself, you do have to give up your individual rights to making your own decisions for the greater good of society. Now, he was very calculated in what he said. There was no bumbling or stumbling. He knew exactly what he was saying. You have to look at it and say, do you have to give up your individual rights to making your own decisions for the greater good of society. People, he just said, you should surrender your individual rights for the greater good of the state. Do you know what he just defined? He just defined communism. He just defined the Marxist revolution. I don't think that's a coincidence. That is a problem. And the fact that we hear those words today, we meaning the society at large, no pun intended here, the collective at large, the, the community that we live in, the fact that society is listening to him say this, whether it be in Canada or whether it be in the United States or whether it be in Western Europe, the fact that the free world is listening to Anthony Fauci say this and not recognize that he is parroting the Communist Manifesto in the words of Karl Marx, the fact that we don't recognize that when somebody says something like this, we should rise up and say, what in the world did we just hear? Give up your individual rights? The right for making your own decisions? He actually goes further. He doubles down. Not just give up your individual rights of you know, whether or not you can go into a grocery store without a mask. No, give up the right to making your own decisions for the greater good of society. He just promoted communism in America and ordered the sacrificing of our God-given rights on the altar of the almighty state for the greater good, for the greater good. You know, as I think about this, 
I remember a story of several years ago. Do you remember Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeves played Superman. Oh, I think it was back in the 90s where he was Superman in, in more than one of the Superman movies. And Christopher Reeves, as you know the story, if you remember this, this Superman of a person, this man that uh, was emblematic of the look and the, the, uh, the glamour, the, the physical prowess, and the character of Superman, Christopher Reeves, got in a horse riding accident. He fell and he broke his back. And as a result, he was paralyzed. And you remember, it was a very sad story. This physical specimen of a man was now confined to a wheelchair where he essentially couldn't move from the neck down. And he navigated with a joystick. He had some movement, if I recall correctly, in his hand, but beyond that, he couldn't move at all. So he navigated through life, the rest of his life, in a wheelchair, and he needed all sorts of exceptional care, like paraplegics do, to maintain his life. Obviously, he needed the assistance of other people, and there was great cost in, um, in supporting his life and supporting his viability. And of course, as a movie star, he had the money to pull that off. Christopher Reeves was called before Congress. You may have forgotten this part of the story. He was called before Congress to testify. Do you know why? It was over the issue of stem cell research. It was during the Bush administration. And the controversy at the time, or the question at least, the question that was embroiled in a bit of controversy is, should there be any parameters around stem cell research? Should a civilized society be using aborted stem cells, you know, the stem cells from killed children, murdered children? Should we be using fetal stem cells in our research, in our quest to cure human imperfections, whether it be disease or whether it be imperfections that have resulted as the consequence of injury, such as what Christopher Reeves suffered? So, Christopher Reeves was invited to Congress to testify on this, on this uh, situation, on the debate that was raging throughout the United States and around the world at the time. And if you recall, he, he came into Congress, he was in his motorized wheelchair navigating with a joystick, and um, he sat before Congress advocating the use of fetal stem cell research. And... His statement was this. He says, we have the obligation to do the greatest good for the greatest number of people. And therefore, we should use everything at our disposal. Fetal stem cells, for example. We should be doing that because this would result in the greatest good for the greatest number. That's the obligation of the United States of America. That's the obligation of this Congress. It's the obligation of a decent society, of decent human beings to do the greatest good for the greatest number. Now, again, at first blush, you might say, well, why not? 
It's kind of like what Anthony Fauci just said. We've got to understand that there are times when you need to set aside your individual rights for making your own decisions for the greater good of society, for your fellow man. Stop being selfish. You know, why are you conservatives being selfish and trying to squelch research that could result in tens of thousands of people being helped as the result of using fetal stem cell research in developing hopefully a cure for paralysis, for spinal injuries. Maybe I, Christopher Reeves, could walk again if you all would just realize that you've got the responsibility for doing the greatest good, using your budget, using your resources, the resources of the United States of America. And it's apparently endless purse to do the greatest good for the greatest number. But stop and think about the irony in Christopher Reeves' statement. If, if Congress is obligated to use its financial resources to do the greatest good for the greatest number, then you know what they should do? They should pull the plug on Christopher Reeves. Literally. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, to keep one man alive? Is that the greatest good for the greatest number? Is that for the good of society, or is that for the good of the individual, Mr. Reeves? I mean, if we'd stop right now spending all this money on you, your equipment, everything that keeps you alive, you need assistance at night and breathing, you have to be hooked up to a machine, uh, that wheelchair that you're in, it costs a fortune, all of the extra care in terms of people needing to care for you to do things that you can't do yourself. I mean, we could reallocate all of those resources and do a lot more stuff for a lot more people with the same amount of money. We're wasting it on one individual, aren't we, Mr. Reeves? Do you get my point here? The argument from Mr. Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Superman, was self-refuting. Because if we're going to do the greatest good for the greatest number of people, then we sure, certainly should not be wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, on just one. Give that money to the community. Give it to the common purse. Because one individual can be sacrificed, right? his rights, his liberties, his freedom to make his own decisions, Dr. Fauci, can be sacrificed for society. That's the danger of this argument, people. That's the danger of ignoring the premise upon which the United States of America was founded. And that premise is this, that we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are given the right individually, not, not the state, but individuals, people, human beings, the Omago Day, each person made in the image of God was given freedom. At the point of creation in the Genesis narrative, you were given freedom. It's the first thing. Liberty, and the right 
to pursue happiness, purpose, on your own terms, not the state's terms. That is the seminal premise of the United States of America, and that's why we've been different than all others. That's why we're different than Mao's Red China and Stalin's Soviet Union and Castro's Cuba and Chavez's Venezuela and Pol Pot's Cambodia. That's why we've been different. But now because we've decided to worship at the altar of Anthony Fauci and allow the elites, the smart folks, to tell us what we're supposed to do for the greater good of society, we've bought into this communist lie, this socialist narrative, where the individual can be sacrificed for the collective. And you know what happens? There are a lot of individuals that end up getting killed. 100 million people have been murdered, executed at the hands of the communist ideology, this utopian thinking that says, well, people can be sacrificed for the greater good of the state. So we'll just pull the plug on Christopher Reeves. When you get your priorities reversed, when you start talking about society rather than the individual, the system rather than the person, systematic racism, systematic injustice, the system, society, the collective becomes your God and the individual can be sacrificed on that altar. It becomes human sacrifice. Oh, at first it's ideological sacrifice. You know, your ideas, your privileges, your right to go out in public. That needs to be sacrificed for the greater good. But what happens inevitably is that slippery slope of, well, we're obligated here in the United States Congress to spend our money on the greatest good. The greatest good for society. Not realizing that the very argument that we're making is going to result on them pulling the plug on us, Christopher Reeves, because you're costing us too much. You cost too much money. We're going to reallocate those resources to a greater number. We're going to follow your advice. Anthony Fauci is a charlatan in my view. Oh, I'm not saying he's not a smart person. I'm not saying he doesn't know his science. I think he does. But he's arrogant. And his hubris has gotten the best of him. He's worshiping the God he sees in the mirror and denying any other God. And as I've said a hundred times over on this show, when you start worshiping the created rather than the creator, you're given over to a reprobate mind. You can't think clearly any longer. You may be smart. You may be an intellectual. You may have a medical degree. You may be the highest medical officer in the United States of America. And you may think that you've got the right to tell everybody else that we've come to a time where you have to sacrifice your individual rights, the the right to make your own decisions for the greater good of society. But Dr. Fauci, where does it say that in our Constitution? Where does our Constitution of the United States of America tell us that we're supposed to do that? And where does it say that in the Bible? Where does it say in the Bible that individuality 
and your responsibility and culpability to make your own decisions and to reap the rewards and suffer the consequences for your own decisions. Where does it say that you're ever to give those up for the good of the state? Where? Where? Because if the individual isn't important anymore, then you can actually expunge your own conscience of your individual sins. Because that doesn't matter anymore. What matters is the collective, the state, the commune, society. That's what matters. It's the collective consciousness. It's the majority. It's the rule of the gang that David Horowitz warned of. Anthony Fauci's worldview is a broken worldview. It's a worldview that is not unique or original to himself. It's a worldview that Sir Thomas More wrote about. It's a worldview that Plato wrote about. It's a worldview that Huxley and Orwell wrote about. It's a utopian worldview. It's a worldview that Saul Alinsky wrote about. It's a dangerous worldview where society now controls everything, the commune. But you know what, people? The commune can't control it because there's a vacuum there. Vacuums are always filled. And when you give up individuality for the sake of the commune, the collective, somebody is going to fill that vacuum of authority and declare himself to be Lenin, to be Mao, to be the ruler of all, the grand and glorious Oz, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Your individuality, your individual rights, your freedom to make your own decisions is a God-given. You're endowed by your creator with certain self-evident truths. And you know what they are. You know what they are. And those have been given to you as an individual. All men are created equal. Not all societies. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. And I want you to remember this as we close out the week. In times of universal deceit, and Fauci is the master of deception, truth is the only rebellion left. The only weapon that you have to fend off this stuff is to speak the truth. Speak it boldly and with clarity and with confidence and with conviction. And remember that Jesus told you, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You, the individual. You. The truth shall set you free. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.